0: Welcome to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. For free rankings, player values, waiver wire tips, and trade advice, follow him online at dynastyfreaks.com or email dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. Hello and greetings from Austin, Texas. Welcome, all of you, Dynasty Freaks. Admit it, you're addicted to Dynasty. I am too. My name is Justin Christopher, and I am a Dynasty Freak, which means I love drafting, trading, and scouting and managing. All of my teams 365 days a year, so do you. So let's talk some Dynasty on episode 169. It's finally here. We've come to the end of the fantasy season, the longest season ever with a new uh, 17-week season. I hope that your Dynasty teams were more successful than mine. I did not win a single championship this year, uh, even though I put together some pretty competitive rosters. Uh, There's no time for pouting, though. As a Dynasty freak, um, I use week 18 and all of the NFL playoff weeks to evaluate my teams, adjust my dynasty rankings, uh, consider what I can learn from my good and bad calls on players, and make a plan for improving all of my rosters. So what we'll do on the podcast here is that now until the NFL Super Bowl, I'm going to evaluate my teams uh, and myself as a dynasty manager, and in that time I'll share with you what I've learned about my teams and myself and do these podcasts to help you, uh, my listeners, learn from me and learn how to evaluate yourself. And your teams, as I do at this time of year. Uh, this week, what I thought I'd do though is just have some fun by presenting some postseason awards on players. Uh, just kind of gives me a chance to talk about some of the dynasty values of some of the players um, that had some of the most and the least productive, you know, seasons in 2021. So here today in this short podcast, I will present to you uh, the, the postseason awards. Got ten of them here. First one is Rookie of the Year which is no doubt in Jamar Chase. Uh, The Rookie of the Year award goes to Jamar Chase, who uh, set the record on Sunday for the most receiving yards by a rookie, breaking Justin Jefferson's record from the previous season. Uh, Chase capped off the dynasty season with three touchdowns, 266 yards in that day, uh, carrying fantasy managers to championships on Sunday. Uh, The Bengals clinched the AFC North uh, division with their big win over Kansas City and didn't look stupid now for drafting a wide receiver ahead of an offensive lineman with a fifth pick in the first round last year. Uh, Chase was my number one-ranked rookie in last year's rookie drafts ahead of the running backs, um, and he's not only lived up to the expectation, he's actually far exceeded it. Uh, he is now my number one-ranked dynasty wide receiver overall. Made that change midseason, so rookie of the year for sure goes to Jamar Chase. Second award uh, we'll call it surprise rookie of the year. And we'll call that, uh, give that to Elijah Mitchell. He is the recipient of the surprise rookie of the year. Elijah Mitchell, who was drafted in the third and fourth round of rookie drafts this last year. And managers who took a chance on drafting him have been richly rewarded. I had Richel Mitchell ranked as my number 42 rookie in the class because I was super high on Trey Sermon, who I had ranked 12, so 30 spots ahead of him, uh, for Mitchell to earn a role with the team. He knew that he would have to beat out uh, Raheem Mostert and the player that the 49ers drafted three rounds ahead of him, but all the stars aligned for Mitchell uh, when Mostert got hurt in the first game of the season and in the preseason games proved that Sermon had just failed to grasp the playbook and was really unable to do what's required of the running backs in the San Francisco you know running system, running game system. Uh, Mitchell scored actually 19 fantasy points in his first game of the season when Mostert, after Mostert got hurt in that first game, and the rest is history. Uh, Mitchell went from the 42-ranked rookie to the 17th-ranked dynasty running back in my eyes this season, and he's a player that I traded Christian McCaffrey away for in a package deal that netted me Mitchell, Rashad Bateman, and pick number 11 in the 2021 uh, draft, or 2022 uh, draft coming up. Third award, I'll call it the Young Breakout of the Year, and that award goes to Debo Samuel, who finally stayed healthy for most of the season. He finished the season as the third highest scoring wide receiver in the league. And Samuel was my number two ranked rookie wide receiver in the 2019 class, just behind A.J. Brown. He was my number five ranked rookie overall. I just loved him uh, because I believed in his run after the catch ability, which was on full display this season when he not only caught 73 passes, but also had 53 carries. He averaged 6.3 yards per carry and 17.9 yards per catch uh, this season. Samuel's average depth of, car, uh, depth of target was 8.4 yards, so he averaged 9.5 yards after the catch. That's incredible. Shanahan just figured out how to use Debo, and his productivity this season has moved him ahead of Brendan Ayuk on the 49ers of my dynasty rankings. Uh, right now, he stands at number 8 in my dynasty rankings, while Ayuk has moved down uh, to 26. Similarly, we'll have the next award is Veteran Breakout of the Year, and that award goes to Cordero Patterson. Pretty wild. Uh, Veteran Breakout of the Year goes to Cordero Patterson, Patterson, who had the best fantasy year of his career, even though he's in the ninth year of his career, and he's 30 years old. Uh, Patterson's production did taper off at the end of the season, but his ridiculous output uh, at the start of the season carried fantasy teams into the playoffs, most likely. Uh, Like Debo, uh Patterson was used as a running back and a wide receiver so much so that fantasy platforms gave him dual eligibility uh which made him even more valuable on dynasty rosters uh, headed into week 16 or 17 uh, Patterson was the eighth highest scoring fantasy wide receiver and the eighth highest scoring fantasy running back incredible uh, such production from a ninth year player has never um that, that has you know never come close to his production before it feels like it's almost impossible but he did it. Uh, He scored 68 more points than he did in his previous best season in 2013, which was his rookie year. And he scored 145 more points than what he averaged per, per season between those years. So between his second and now his eighth year, he averaged 145 more points this year than he did in all those previous years between his first year and this last year. The bummer with him, though, is he only signed a one-year deal with Atlanta. So his dynasty value is really still in question, uh, depending on what happens after the season. I think even after this incredible season, I only moved him up to number 44 in my wide receiver rankings. Um, if he did sign a, a long-term deal with Atlanta, I'd move him up quite a bit, but not much further, given that he is 30 years old. This was a true outlier season for him, but an incredible one. Next award goes to the Resurrection of the Year. The Resurrection of the Year award goes to James Conner, who had his best year of his career since 2018. Uh, Conner's dynasty value really sputtered since that 2018 season, and the Steelers neglected to sign him to a second contract. Uh, The Cardinals took a chance on him, signing him to a one-year deal uh, this offseason, and he drastically outperformed his $1.75 million contract. Uh, His fantasy production has come mostly on the uh, back of touchdowns, where he's tied for second in the NFL with 14 rushing touchdowns this season. Uh, But he's been involved in the passing game, too, with 31 receptions. Uh, Like Cordero Patterson, his dynasty value kind of has a ceiling until the Cardinals decide what they're going to do in signing him to a long-term deal or not. He and Chase Edmonds' uh, contracts expire at the end of the season, so they'll have some tough decisions to make. Uh, They worked well as a tandem this year, for sure, and they each kind of carried the team while the other one was injured back and forth. Uh, so that's been good for them. Uh, the Cardinals, Cardinals, I think, are not likely to sign both of them to contracts unless they're both willing to take, you know, lower than market deals. And after Connor's resurrection season, as I call it, I don't think that he's going to be willing to give them a break. You know, on, on his next deal. Uh, for now, he sits as my number twenty-three running back because I believe he'll he will be the one that the Cardinals resign, not Edmonds. But if he doesn't, I'm going to lower him in my uh, rankings considerably. Next, we'll talk about. The Overachiever of the Year Award. The Overachiever of the Year Award goes to Brandon Cooks, uh, who had a top twenty-four season yet again on a terrible team with bad quarterbacks. Though we have to say that Davis Mills did improve as the season progressed. Uh, Cooks' production uh, felt a little up and down this year, but he was actually far more consistent than dynasty managers realized. Uh, He played fifteen games this season and he scored fifteen fantasy points in five of them, so a third of them, and more than ten points in nine of them, so almost two-thirds of them. He averaged 12.2 points per game, making him a very startable wide receiver too every week in fantasy lineups. Uh, He's holding steady at number 26 in my Dynasty wide receiver rankings, which feels like where he's been ranked for the last few seasons, no matter who his quarterback is, Brandon Cooks is an overachiever. On the negative note, uh, the award for disappointment of the year. Uh, The disappointment of the year award goes to Miles Sanders. Who had every chance to be, you know, in the, every chance in the world to be breakout year for him, but he just couldn't do it. It's truly unbelievable that Sanders did not score a touchdown the entire fantasy season. Uh, he's far and away the NFL player with the most touches without a touchdown. Meanwhile, Jordan Howard scores three touchdowns. Kenny Galladay has four. Boston Scott has seven. It's ridiculous. Philadelphia is one of the most run heavy teams in the NFL this season, and even then, Sanders could not produce. Uh, Sanders was my highest ranked rookie in the 2019 class, uh, my second highest ranking ranked rookie in the 2019 class behind Josh Jacobs. Significantly higher, though, than other analysts had him at that time. So, as a result, I drafted him on a lot of my teams, and his lack of production is a big part of why my team's failed this season, uh, making him the player that I'm most disappointed in this season for sure. Uh, my disappointment has caused me to drop him down to number 29 in my Dynasty running back rankings. Now, I've kept my faith in him for far too long, and he can only drop in value from here on out, unfortunately. Next award, we'll call it the Dynasty Riser of the Year. This could have gone to a lot of players, but I had to give it to Dawson Knox, uh, who moved from my 26th-ranked tight end to now my 7th-ranked tight end in Dynasty rankings. Uh, Knox finished the season as the 7th-highest-scoring tight end this season, and I expect that he's going to have similar production in the years to come. What excites me the most about his Dynasty Future is his involvement in the red zone and his being paired with Josh Allen. Uh, Knox finished tied for first in touchdown receptions among tight ends this season. And he could have had even more, were it not for some drops and a few bat, you know uh, touchdowns that were called back based on penalties. Uh, Knox was first among tight ends in red zone targets with 22. And get this, 10th in the NFL among all pass catchers in, in red zone targets. 10th. There's a bunch of receivers ahead of him, and he's the first tight end in red zone targets. He's still building rapport with Josh Allen, and I believe that he's going to become a more targeted player in the offense overall next season. Um, I snagged Knox and off the waiver wire in several leagues uh, headed into the 2021 season, and I am delighted uh, that I did. Two more here. We'll call it the Dynasty Faller of the Year. Uh, Dynasty Faller of the Year award goes to Robbie Anderson, who fell from my number 32 wide receiver in my rankings down to number 59 by the end of the season. Uh, Anderson is one of my most rostered players, unfortunately. I just saw him as a perfect wide receiver three uh, when the season began. Two years ago, I bought into the Matt Rule and Temple narrative that they knew each other at, at you know at Temple, and it worked. Uh, he finished the 2020 season as a 24th highest scoring wide receiver. Um, this year, I bought into not only that, but I bought into the Sam Darnold narrative, uh, which this time didn't work. I expected the 2021 rookie's Uh, to outproduce him for sure this season, Uh, but I still thought he'd finish among the top 36 wide receivers. Like I said, uh, you know, solid wide receiver three. But instead, this year, he was the 52nd highest scoring wide receiver uh, headed into this uh, week 17. Uh, This season, the Carolina offense was a mess while they played without Christian McCaffrey and they rotated their quarterbacks. But that's not an excuse for how unproductive he was. I could see myself being roped in, you know, to a new narrative if there is one if that narrative is the Deshaun Watson narrative, uh, if he gets traded or moves to Carolina. uh, But apart from that, I think Anderson is really going to have to prove something for a significant stretch of games for me to ever move him back up uh, my rankings like I once had him. And finally, most valuable player of the year. The MVP of the year award goes to Cooper Cup. He had just a historic fantasy season, scoring 69 more points than the second highest scoring wide receiver. That's almost four points per game. Cup's uh, quick connection with Matthew Stafford was very apparent in the very first game of the season, and it just didn't stop. I think his lowest scoring, lowest yardage count for the whole year was 92 yards in a game. Uh, the future is very, very bright for Cup and Stafford and with coach Sean McVay there. Um, even though he's 28 years old, uh, I moved him up in my you know wide receiver rankings to fourth um, in my rankings, just ahead of the uh, the young wide receivers, but just in the mix with a lot of the older wide receivers, ahead head of Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, and Stephon Diggs. Cup uh, does not win you know, in the NFL with speed and quickness. He wins with route running and football intelligence. And those skills don't diminish with age, so I'm not so concerned about his age, given the way that he wins. Um, I begrudgingly uh, gave him this award, uh, even though he single-handedly knocked me out of three semifinal games Uh, two weeks ago with that second touchdown catch that he had on Monday night, killing me, making me so sad. Uh, But that's why he deserved it. He is the most valuable player of the season. Hope you enjoyed those awards. Kind of just a little small reflection of the season. Like I said, in the coming weeks, I'm gonna do some evaluation of my hits and misses this year and evaluate my teams and give some uh, ideas for you as you think about how you evaluate your teams. But not only your teams, you gotta also evaluate yourself. And I'm going to do that over these next few weeks. And we'll enjoy sending you guys some podcasts help you think about how to be a Dynasty Freak and improve your processes uh, for the next part of the fantasy season, the off season that means so much. All right. Well, that's a wrap for the this week, my freaky friends. Thanks so much for listening. Make it a two-way conversation anytime by contacting me at DynastyFreaks at gmail.com. That's DynastyFreaks with two E's. I'm much better on email than Twitter, so email is the best way to get in touch with me. Love to hear how your teams did. Give me a shout. As I say every week, I'd be honored if you take time to rate and review the podcast, an Apple podcast. That would mean a lot to me as an independent podcaster. Thanks for listening. I appreciate your support. I do want to become your most trusted, independent voice in the Dynasty landscape. Until next time, you know what to do. Go out there and get freaky. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. We welcome your thoughts and advice. Let us know what you'd like to hear on the podcast or see on the website to help you dominate your league. Justin prides himself in responding to every email. So hit him up anytime at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com and follow him on Twitter at LonghornJustin.